Greetings. Greetings. Hello. You're on here. Hello, I'm here. How are you, Leah? I am doing better, I say. I say. Well, I'd like to uh, say hello to everyone. This is Awol for Take Bay. And we're here Friday night with Awol for Take Bay. Uh, of course, we are here by the good graces of our sponsor, our Yoruba House of Worship, Ania Palola. Say, some of us were listening to the beautiful introductory song there. It's a prayer type song, Dolodumare. Yes, that's by Baba Ifabukumi Adewale. Yes, Baba Adewale makes beautiful music. Yes, he does. Thank him for that. Uh, let's do a prayer. Say. Um, it goes along with the beautiful song. This is a prayer to Olodumare. Iba Olodumare, Bajiki Ajige, Ogege Agba Kiegun, Okitibiria, Batina Pozo Ikuda, Aterika Yea, Usikatu, Abajako Bobiri, Kiti Bakale, Alaburkuke Ajimukutue. Ogiri Bajigbo, Matiofi, Moleshe, Ashebora, Oldarati, Oluforigi, Adimula, Olofenai, Ati, Afuen, Akewen, Owenwen, Akebiala, Alate, Azipa, Lafara, Badaka, Dajo, Awosu, Sekang, Aba, Azuape, Alaba, Alashe, Lori, Ohumbogbo, Ramana Timi Igbo Kizi Kizi Oigi Igi Oba Kiku Ati Abanikbo Oba Tenile Forigbezi Awa Mariti Olubohum Mimotorum Ela Fumfumbo Oba Toto Biaro Pamu Pamu de Gizi Ekunga Wona Seke Awi maye hungo la ipa ba airi arinu rode alumora okang abawa bog bog boti yo mowe nino ogi ngaye ati yorum iba to 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 ase So this is a prayer to Lord Mari. It says, I respect the womb of creation. The Monarch, the first messenger that we pray to, the great father of the ancestors, the sovereign who um, we never see, and the spirit of the earth, we pray your sacred names, you mold the light to create all things, honor of the mystery of nature. Your words are 
from the king of creation, guardian of the unknown mysteries, fountain of the head of creation, chief diviner of light, who will always be worshipped in the sacred grove, king of the eternal rock of creation, Oyigi, king of the eternal uh, forest, king of all forms of consciousness in the physical realms, who first entered the immortals into heaven, Spirit of Manifestation, all of, all of the kings of the earth respect your power. All of the children of creation call you for your sacred name and give thanks for your um, bendiciones. Just left my night. I'm reading it in Spanish and translating it oh. to English. Um, All the good things that come from the from Arum to Aie, from heaven to earth, uh, total respect, Ashe. So that's the prayer to Lord Mare. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, Time I've heard. Nice one. Yeah. That one's a little different than the other one we that I usually do. Yes. Uh, that one I like actually I like more, but I sometimes I'll do them both together, like on the four day when we do the you know the more extensive prayers on the four day. I'll do this that one and the other one together. Um, you know the great thing about these types of prayers, they're. Um, they're like Orikis. They are Oriki kind of prayers. And Orikis are just a compilation of attributes. Right? And then it's not just for Orishas and Olodumari and that kind of thing. They have Orikis for humans too. Right? For ancestors. Um and so the lines in the Riki are just things we remember about that person or when it's Orisha and kind of just tell us things about the Orisha. So you can make your own Orikis, the point I'm getting at. Um, you might have three or four different of those kinds of Orikis to Wodemari or like I have about ten orikis there Ogun, and I can make my own. I take all the attributes that I like the most, and I make my own oriki however long I want it. Or we can make our own for a specific reason. I'm, you know, asking the orisha for some kind of abundant 
Um, then I will gather up the different lines of different orikis that speak of abundance and make one oriki out of those. And it's like for abundance only. If it's for protection, then I'll get all the different lines from all the different orikis that talk about that orisha as protector. And I can make one super oriki for protection. So this, um, we're going to talk about tonight, you know, how do we pray to Orisha. Um, one way is is with Orikis, uh, but it's definitely not the only way. So we're going to get to that in a little while. And uh, I wanted to talk about building your own Orikis. Um, so we'll get to that. But right now, the let's talk about the Odu that came up for the show tonight, Ogunda Meiji. Ogunda Meiji, of course, is Ogun's Odu. Um, like all Arisha, Ogun brings all the different aspects of life and death. So we can go to a goon if we want children. We can go to a goon if we need a job or anything else. Um, we usually go to a goon for the most um, well-known of his aspects is to remove obstacles um, or to help us overcome some kind of... Uh, resistance, whether coming from someone else in the form of enemies or enemies or or the enemy within. Um, so people, you know, people who know don't mess around too much with Ogun because uh, when you ask Ogun to do something, um, you know, he's going to do it. If you ask Ogun to most of his orikis have the line remove obstacles from my path. And uh, if Ogun indeed decides to do that for you, then um, he's going to remove the obstacles that are really, truly in your path, not the ones you think are in your path. Because Ogun is all about truth truth of what is, not the truth of what you think it is. So when you ask them to remove some obstacles and then things start being removed from your life that you did not want removed, then um, you want to blame Ogun. Say he's doing a bad job or something that you're not understanding those obstacles. And this happens all the time with all the Orisha that we or um, especially in divination with the Rumla sometimes the advice is very difficult to understand. We're like, what? Why would I do that? Um, Because we can't see the future. We can't see the big picture. So sometimes it seems like some crazy thing, 
But uh, down the road, we will see the logic of why we are told to do such and such a thing. Uh, so, Gunda Beji, you know, it's most basic uh, metaphysical principle is that uh, removal of obstacles. So, Gunda is that energy that uh, plods forward. Um, it's a very creative energy. It's another aspect that a lot of people don't um, appreciate about Ogun is his level of creativity is very, very high. Um, so this week is a good time to create and a good time to be determined to finish whatever it is that uh, we're trying to accomplish. And so Goon plods forward. And he doesn't care how long it takes to get the job done. The only thing he cares about is getting the job done. Um, so let me read a couple of verses. Ogunda Meiji. Uh, he says it's pulling gently. I say it's very cool. He says, like what? I say, like new money that we're going to have. I say, what's the other? Two pigeons and uh, seven pence, two omitis, money. He says it's pulling gently. I say it's very cool. He says, like what? I say, like a new wife that we're going to get. I say, what's the other? He says, two hands and seven pence, two omitis. He says, it's pulling gently. I say, it's very cool. He says, like what? I say, like a new child that we're going to bear. And he says, what's the elbow? Three cocks and money. He says, to bear child after child is what the shisheki plant does. He says, children will not decrease the number behind his wife. He says, it's pulling gently. I say, it's very cool. He says, like what? I say, like a new house we're going to build. He says, to grow against himself, to grow against himself is how Peregrine Tree grows his cloth. He says, Peregrine Tree never uses last year's clothes. He says, one she goes, 11 shillings is the other. So they say the whole world will be sitting down there with them. He says, it's pulling gently. I say, it's very cool. He says, like what? I say, like a new title that we're going to take. He says, we should name the animal that will enable him to take the title and remain long in office. One you, a female sheep, a bunch of white cloth, a calabash of chalk, with a foon, and money. So whenever they mention, like, plants, um, like here it says the peregrine tree grows his own cloth is that that peregrine tree every year it um, sheds its bark and grows new bark new clothes and the other plant that said about the money lots of money well that plant has makes a lot of seeds a lot of children I think it was actually so they always use these references to the attributes of these plants in relation to uh, these 
blessings and things. So in this verse, you see it says it's flowing gently, and I say it's very cool. And of course, coolness is what we are all striving for. It's like a very, very fundamental aspect of the Yoruba thought system is the cool head and coolness. Um, so we usually think of Ogun as hot, but here it's uh, it's bringing us coolness. And um, as you can see, there are several things mentioned. So by reading this verse, um, it's talking about new money. So money coming in, it talks about children. It talks about uh, building a house. And it talks about taking a title. So... um, it's got all of those things. So if the client is or we're came with a specific area, let's say we came because uh you know, we are not getting the promotion at work that we wanted and we wanna know if there's some kind of spiritual blockage or something we can do in that arena. Then the last part about the title would be the focus, right? So it has a uh, elbow for each part. But we only do the elbow for the part that we are uh, praying for, you know, the part that we came for. And then um, the elbow also gives us clues. Usually if it's uh, pigeons, it usually uh, means you need the cleaning Um, if it's the hands, and we know it's going to a female Orisha. The three cocks is probably that one. Is probably a goon himself. So they give us clues there. Um, another verse: When we are when we forge a hoe, we beat it out flat. When we forge a cutlass, we beat. When we forge a brass gong, we turn it over and over and over. If we bring them together, they become only one alone. Was the one who cast Ifa for Rumla when he was going to attack his enemies. They said he would defeat them. They said he should do about three cocks and the money in one bag made of Etu cloth. Etu cloth is a specific cloth. It's blue and white. And um, there's actually uh, men who, men weavers and women weavers of cloth. And um, Etu is a pattern done on the men's loom. Anyway, so that was the uh, emblem. But those who use locust beans and those who use salt, their mouths will be closed. Sunin, sunin. They say he will defeat them. If I says he will help someone defeat the people of the world and this thing for which this figure was cast. He says we want to do something. He says we will. he will not allow us to find the evil of enemies in it. So that's a protection verse. We're trying to 
do something and we got a new thing we're trying to do and we got enemies or jealous people and we need some protection. That's the verse for protection. And again there we have the three the three roosters for Ogun. So it sounds like uh, the um, the Ogun, um, you know, Ebo is very important in terms of this Odu. Uh, but yeah. we, I apologize if you're falling off the system because we had a couple of callers and they fell off, but we have another caller on who's raised their hand. Did you want me to uh, bring it up? Yeah, no, no. Yeah, sure. Uh, Caller 202, you're online. Hello, 202. Caller 202, you there? Well, perhaps it's, um, you know, someone has their uh, mute button on. Or if, um, you know, you, if you're calling in and you're having problems, please note uh, Blog Talk has many problems, especially with the call-ins. But anyway, uh, 202, your microphone is on. We had a, a couple of other callers, but um, they must have been disconnected. Hmm. Oh, you was you was well. Maybe they'll come back. Yes, you were sharing about the Odu of the week, which you said is Ogunda Meji. That falls yeah, pretty Ogunda hard. Meji. <clears throat> um. You know, speaks of enemies, of course, uh, the war, but it also speaks of blessings. Um, I think the thing to, you know, the main energy of Agunda Meji is removing obstacles and being creative and plowing forward and not... uh, being distracted or or slowed down by <clears throat> other people's nonsense. Mm. Okay, so going, you, you know, know he is a very excuse me. Is a very when when it falls on the mat, it it carries with it a blessings, but it is a very difficult um, odu to uh, put your head around, you know. Because it's expecting great things from you. Yeah, I mean, it it depends, you know, because how we interpret a no-do is specific to the client in the moment. Right, and it's... So we're speaking in general terms, I think. In the general terms, um, you know... Ogun 
I said, like you say, it can be difficult, you know, because it's such a powerful, expansive energy. I mean, it's male energy at its most purest. Uh, just about that's why he is the guy who opens the roads, who creates new technologies, who um, fights wars. You know, it's this very expansive energy. <clears throat> That's all, and so he's pushing, 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 and uh, he doesn't uh, compromise very well. Um, and he doesn't like wishy-washiness. Uh, so this energy is, you know, you got a job to do. Focus on getting the job done. Don't worry about what other people are saying. Don't worry about the guy who's not doing shit, who's only uh, wants to get all the credits, you know, but doesn't like to do the work. Um, don't worry about who's leading the project. There's always some guy, you know, somebody wants to lead because they want to pass the work on to the other people and get, they get all the credit. Uh, well, goons, uh, we don't worry about that. We don't care. We can't handle all that nonsense and the politics and the lazy people. So, uh, well, we want, we just, okay, you just give me that thing and I'll do it. We got time to wait for you. So, um, you know, if we take that too much to extreme, then we end up doing all the work. Or we end up um, angering people because we're too pushy or we come across as uh, the word we come across as kind of arrogant or conceited. Like we're, we're the only ones who know how to do something. Always do it the best, you know. On Goons, we always think we uh, do. As of Goons, we always feel like no, we no, can no, do no. the job better than anyone else. Uh, Shay, we have the callers speaking. Is this uh, 202? Hello? I thought I heard no. somebody say something. I heard somebody say something. And 202, your microphone is open. I heard someone say hello, hello. They must be having problems. Yes. They probably are not able to hear themselves. Um, Yeah. Anyways. um, So, at the same, you know, you got to find that balance. So, at the same time that we... If you're just doing your own thing, then it's easy. You just do it. You plow ahead. You don't worry about what people say. You plow through any obstacles. You, know, you stay focused with determination and hard work, and you get it done. Okay. If you're working in, if you're working in a group, you know, and there's group dynamics, then you got to be careful of, you know, being too too Ogun like, you know, not having the patience 
and wanting to just do everything yourself and get it done. You've got to be uh, patient and make room for other people because not everybody is like that. Not everybody's a, a hard-working, plowing person. So I think that's the message for those of us um, who are in the radio show this week. Uh, you know, plow ahead and we don't need anyone to remove obstacles. You know, you remove them yourself. Most of the time, if you just ignore them and run them over, then we're, that's how we're going <laughs> to remove them. Um, but there's also always the uh, danger of not recognizing because we're plowing ahead too quickly. We don't even recognize an obstacle because it's too late. So there's a delicate balance there, you know. Yes. That you have to way, find. Yeah, it's a way to move obstacles without knocking your head out. <laughs> right. You don't want to hurt yourself in the process. Exactly. Yeah. Well, this has been a lifelong challenge for me as a Omo Goon. Um, just finding that balance. You know, when I was a, a kid and a teenager and stuff, I like to play sports. I like to always, after school, do pickup games. Um, you know, I'd get the kids and the guys together and, and play a game, whether it was football, baseball, basketball, whatever. I didn't care. And uh, especially football was my favorite sport. Um, my team would always win. But nobody wanted to be on my team. <laughs> so <laughs> triumph and tragedy of Hogun. My team would always win, so you'd think everybody would want to be on my team, but most people were like, oh, no, you know, I don't want to be on his team. He's too serious about this stuff. I just want to play a little football. <laughs> this guy's crazy. You know, he wants us to be all giving 100% and like we're professionals or something, giving 100% or we don't, I yell at you. And um, so there'd only be like one or two people who want to be on my team. And so that's the danger, you know, of pushing it too far. So I think that's the message this week. You know, don't listen, don't let other people create blockages to what you're trying to do, but at the same time, don't push too too hard if you're working with other people. Okay. You might, you might, not, uh, you might be counterproductive. So, uh, you got anything to add, Ia? Uh, well, I uh, I think that you have definitely um, really given us the, all, most of the perspectives that I thought about, 
you know, in terms of that oh do. Um, but I would like to um, you know, start to uh the discussion on making offerings to um the Risha or your spirit to whomever, you know. Uh huh. All right, cool. great. Well, let's, mm-hmm. let's move on to our discussion then. So last uh, last week we kind of talked about um, how do we pray because a lot of people ask when they come into the tradition and they're not sure how we go about praying. And this week, we're like, after you pray and we do our offerings, how do we do offerings? Um, and as I was saying at the very beginning of the show, um, regarding the praying, it's nice to begin the prayer with the oriki because that kind of gets the attention of the orisha or the agoons or whoever we're calling upon. And like I said, you can make your own orikis, um so that it's more personal or you can tailor them to what you're praying for. And um, after you do the oriki, you kind of got that uh, entity's attention. Then you just uh, pray any way that uh, your heart tells you to. Uh, so we usually do things um, in the steps, right? We usually, uh, like if I'm going to do something here in my house, I clean the area. Uh, so usually that's the first step is clean. And if I'm doing prayers, I might uh, anoint my tongue. Uh, the third step is the invocations, the orisis and prayers. And then the uh, offerings. So we usually do the offerings after the prayer. But, uh, you know, there's no hard and fast rules. Um, like I always say, I do, do things the way you're taught how to do them. And then with time, you will be moved to, to make whatever changes you make, you know, according to your own way of wanting to do things. So I don't think it's uh, that important, but normally we do the prayers and the invocations and all that first, and then we do the offering. Um, so if you are, you know, asking uh, Arisha, let's say in this instance, for some help in something, because most people don't worry about the Arishas until they need help, and they go running to the Arisha. Um, the smart ones, we give offerings to Arishas um, now and again without asking for anything. Only we say thank you for everything and give them an offering. <laughs> that way, when we do need them, they're going to be a lot more receptive. But uh, that's a discussion for another day. So you um, 
So how do you do the offerings? Well, you do your prayers, and then there are, um, and you can find them online. Or it's information that's easily available is what different Darishas like. Um, with this, this Egoons, your ancestors, then it's, you already know what your ancestors like. So you don't have to worry about uh, any kind of traditional Yoruba thing, just whatever your ancestors like, right? So I my ancestors, I'm not going to give them Hungarian goulash. I'm giving some rice and beans. Right? <laughs> so, so, you know, with the Aegans, you give them whatever you know they like. But with the Risha, there are, um, you know, we all know some of the basics, right? And if it's Oshun, we give her yellow fruits and yellow flowers and and honey and things like that. Um, Pies and pumpkins and Mangoes, you know, right? I always hear mangoes. Yeah. And so... Well, we have one person on Facebook that uh, E.R. Carmen Feliciano Wood said, always pray to a goon with your heart. I say. But I think that's... I know Carmen. You do? She's up there in New York. Yeah, yeah. well, I don't know if she's in New York, but she says she's listening now. And she said, very no, she great. Said, come on. Nobody ever wants to come on. I know. I talked to her. She said she's shy to come on. So. Well, a lot <laughs> of people. typing. <laughs> but it's talking on the phone, really. Oh, okay. Well, maybe she'll uh, come on the show one day. So, yes, that's a very good point. And you see everybody has something to offer. And so you should not be shy about coming on and giving your two cents because here we um, we like to hear from everybody and we totally are into the Yoruba saying that uh, nobody's too old to be a teacher and nobody's I mean, nobody's too young to teach and no one's too old to learn. That's true. She just so, said, Carmen uh, just said, you take care of your Arishas and they will take care of you. We'll and she say. said she lives in Brooklyn, New York. Yeah, man. Well, Puerto Rican girls in Brooklyn. That's where I'm from. What'd you say? You can ready to talk about us? <laughs> nah, don't get me started. I want to start talking about Puerto Rican girls in Brooklyn. <laughs> One of my favorites. So, um, she makes a good point about the heart, right? Because that's uh, Ogun, you know, we our reaches have different chakras or areas in our bodies that they express through, and Ogun is, you know, coming from the heart. And, um, when we pray, it has to be from the heart, in all cases. Right? There's no emotion to our prayer that doesn't work. It takes the power of the word linked to intention, 
linked to emotion, any of those three elements. And so thank Carmen for, because we forgot that part, for reminding us. Um, and so, you know, Ogun, hey, oh, yes, we we're talking about. So you can go, um, there's lots of sources out there that list the um, things that different Arisha like. And if you are already a practitioner, you don't have to be initiated or anything. You can um, learn to throw the four calories of the obi with your uh, ancestors. And um, you can actually, you know, everybody is the birthright to communicate with your ancestors. You don't need anybody to tell you how or anybody to initiate you or none of that. If someone tells you that, they're lying. Um, and anybody can communicate with their ancestors. There's lots of ways of, with the, um, what we call Obi with the calories or the Kolonat or the Sanary, I think they use a piece of coconut or whatever. The four things. And, um, you can actually ask your ancestors, you know, what uh, offering for an Orisha that you were praying for. It can be like intermediaries. Um, so basically, that's, uh, you know, there's two different situations. One is that you're just doing of praying to an Orisha on your own and you're giving a offering on your own, not through divination, but on your own. So then you just give the offering that you feel like giving. And the other is where you're doing offering from divination and then the offering is specific through the divination. When it's through divination, then you just give the offering that's prescribed. You don't give... Giving more than what's prescribed is not going to increase your uh, chances or ashe or um, blessing. A lot of people say, oh, let me double up the offering then. You're not accomplishing anything really, but um And they're not listening to us Huh? You know, if you if you think about it, if you want to double the offering, you haven't listened to the instruction you were given. Because if they wanted double, that's what they would have asked for. Right. You know, I mean it's better than um giving less. You know, giving less than what was asked for is not good. Then you're going to get less of your blessing, basically. Um, but, then, the, you know, giving more than you're asked for isn't going to increase 
anything either. So when it's from divination, you know, you have a specific offering to give. And usually the person doing the divination will instruct you on how to do it. Um, but so if you're doing your own offering, because you just uh, went to the river to pray to Oya or Yemoja or one of the river deities, um, Shun, of course. Oya. Take... Huh? I said Oya is the wind. Although she has a, a river in... Oya well, is the wind, but she's... She has a river, has a river in Niger. Yeah. In Niger River. Yes. Right. So most of the female Mauritius are tied to rivers. Usually if with the female Alicia, you can't go wrong leaving the the offering at the river. So that's the next step, you know, what are you gonna offer? That's you know, if you're doing it on your own, you offer whatever you want. That has to do from like I said, there's lots of information on what different Orishas like and you give us whatever you can afford. Um And then the next question is, where do you give it? So, if you have an Orisha pot in your house, then most likely you would do it there. You'd leave it, you know, with the your Orisha pot. Um, otherwise, you can go to uh, into nature. And another way is if you have an Aishu, you can always leave offerings with Aishu and he will deliver them to the Orisha for you. So those are three ways. And again, if you are, if you have your ancestor shrine, um, you can use the Kauis if you have that Orisha. You can also ask or to leave it with calories. If you don't, um, you don't have an issue or a pod, then I would, I think nature is the best thing. If I'm doing Obatala, I go to the top of the mountain. As soon I go to the river. Ogun, I go into the forest. And you can't go wrong at water or into the forest. It's pretty much all Alicia. Um, so sometimes you just got to go with your intuition. You know, we have to sometimes forget about all the stuff that we read on on the Internet and everybody else. Ten different people telling us ten different things, and just um, go with our intuition. And if we are praying, especially in the, if we are praying to an Orisha from our heart, um, our intuition will guide us. And you can, you know, believe in your intuition. This is something that happens to us in the modern world where we're disconnected from our intuition and 
Uh, we're told that, you know, it's all about the science and there's no such thing as intuition. But you got to be in touch. you got to have that confidence in your intuition. Uh, well, we have mm-hmm. about ten minutes, so um, I was I was wondering if you would summarize the um, the the making offering, you know, based on the great information you've given us. And I just want to say that um, yeah, uh, Carmen also had a couple of other uh, comments. She said, "I'm so glad." that he mentioned that you don't need to be initiated to serve the Orishas as long as you devote yourself to them. And then she said, so much, Ia, great information that we share with others. And, you know, she said it was a great program, Ashe, and that's because of you. Ashe, thank you, Carmen, for those nice words. And, yeah, that's just, I'm going to wrap it up. That's what I want everyone to know out there. You know, people are always telling, oh, are you initiated? Oh, are you initiated? And if you're not, they kind of want to look down on you all oh, wow, like you're less than me. And that's all nonsense. Um, you can have somebody who's been initiated 20 years and you can have somebody who never was initiated. And... Uh, the, per- the person who was never initiated will have a hundred times the ashe of the initiated person. So, you know, forget about that crap. And um, the Orisha don't care about initiations. Right? So, initiation has its benefits um, and has its reasons, but it has nothing to do with whether our prayers are going to be heard or not heard by the Orisha. The only thing that matters is that you are straight, you have a person of good character, your heart's in the right place, your head and heart are in alignment, you know, your thoughts and your emotions are on the same page. Those are the things that matter. Initiation means nothing. You be initiated, but if your head and heart aren't in alignment, it's not going to matter. So we can all pray to Arisha and all of us will be heard. And uh, our prayers will be answered if they're coming from a good place. If we go to Arisha praying that they go and, uh, you know, make our ex-boyfriend have a car accident because we're mad at him, um, that's not what we are reserved for. Right. No, we don't do that. That's nonsense, and it'll only bring you trouble. So don't ask Arisha to do your ratchet trifling nonsense. <laughs> so that's uh, all I got to say about that. You got anything to add? We got about eight minutes, seven minutes. Well, I uh, want to say that uh, Ia Carmen made another comment, and um, she <laughs> said um, 
Your words are so true. He said, I am touched by them. It brings tears to my eyes, I said. Well, I don't want to make you cry. There's nothing worse for real dreams than see a woman cry. Ah, shoot me, shoot me. (laughs) Joy, because you know what? It's not a lot of people uh, that are willing to share information. I think that um, what we find is that um, the marketplace is no place for spirit, you know, that you shouldn't be selling what is free and what people need to help themselves, you know, and saying, make, yeah, that's a big sense. To Orisha, mm-hmm. making offering to spirit is important information because people don't know, you know, based on the spirituality that most of us are taught, you know, the altar belongs to the pastor until he call you up there, and what you're saying is that altars can be made any place, you know, to bring an offering, you know, the right. Adi mood, the prayer, you know, right. the Ebo. It's not complicated. Know. Yes. And people it's want to not. make it complicated so that you think you need them. Right. And even with initiation, initiation is a personal goal. It's a personal goal. Right. Uh, achievement that, um, you know, is set by um, what you need to happen so you can open your eyes a little clearer. Some people are born with their eyes open so that they already have a connection with spirits since they were babies. Well said. And, you know, there's initiations that aren't... um you know, done like like we are talking of initiation. You can have initiation in the astral realm. I say. Without anybody doing anything, you know, paying money to nobody. And you can have an initi- initiation in the form of some experience that uh, scrambles your brains and makes you and you see things differently the next day. Um, so there's more than you know. Initiation is a complicated thing, and but it has nothing to do with whether we can communicate with Arisha or not. And. Um, you know, don't listen to people who tell you otherwise. That they either don't know what they're talking about or they just want to control your wallet. Um, so that's tonight's show. we got four minutes left. This is Wolf Atekbe. I want to thank Carmen for her uh, kind words and her inspiration and her um, additions. And, um, of course, I want to thank E.F. Alola and the Yoruba House of Worship for sponsoring the show. And all of our listeners, we thank you for being loyal listeners. And um, we will see you next week. I hope everyone has a great weekend. Summer's gearing up. 
Fourth of July is around the corner. Starting to get hot here in Miami, boy. I say. You know, uh, how's it up there in Minnesota? Rainy. That's hot for you folks. Uh, yeah, but the uh, old dude that came for the year is I see it manifesting a lot over here because it's raining every day. That's it. You, know, you see the floods in Canada and floods in Europe. Mm-hmm. Other talked about floods. Didn't waste no time. Right, and the floods is on. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. Yes. And floods in Europe it was very strange. Yes, but not yeah. strange in the reality that Europe is where they started this distinction of class and colors and all of this. And that's where it's going to end. Let's see. Anyway, so let's just want to say thank you again to everyone. And um, we'll see you next week. And may the Orisha... Listen to your prayers. May your agoons protect you and speak to you. And may your ori be forever in suru and cool, 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 and in alignment so that the blessings can flow from above. Ashe. Ashe. Right, I'm sorry, I will.